1: Hello, I'm Dr. Joe Beam with Marriage Helper. Welcome to our Marriage Helper Live program. This is the program where that I try my best to answer the questions that you guys ask. You can call in through Blog Talk Radio, and of course, we're also broadcasting live on Facebook. If you'd like to call to ask a question, that telephone number is 657 three zero eight one two that's six five seven three eight three zero eight one two and be sure as soon as you hear that answer that you press the number one that puts you in the queue so that uh, you can have your call screened and then get into the list so that uh, I can do my best to get to you and answer your question if I possibly can we appreciate you being part of this and there's so many people that we appreciate for so many different things for example we just had a number of people sign up for our Save My Marriage course. That's a 10-week long online course for a person that's trying to save his or her marriage, but the spouse isn't particularly interested in doing that. As a matter of fact, the spouse may at this point be saying, I want out no matter what. And so this is a course for that particular person. Now, we only offer it up four-time offer it available four times a year. And right now we're closed on that. But for all of those who were interested and who signed up, we're glad to have you. Now, if you'd like to have more information, if you'd like to get on the wait list for it, you can actually go. I'm not exactly sure where they go. (laughs) I'm looking at Jesse. Just go to our regular website, marriagehelper.com, marriagehelper.com, or you can call and talk to one of our representatives, our client representatives, and ask them how you can get into that wait list. I thought I had a link here, but I don't. I apologize for that. Now, we're going to go ahead and start taking the calls today, and we're going to go first to Texas, and if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, it would be Jai or Jay. How do you pronounce your name?
2: Yes, sir. Correct, mm-hmm. Jai. What, How
1: Jai? Are you? Okay, I'm fine, Jai. How may I help you today?
2: Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you for you guys. Um, um it has helped me and a lot to with uh, my grieving time. But um, yeah, thank you so much. Well, thank you're very you very for taking my call. You're very yeah, welcome. um, basically, um, my husband and I. We've been separated for thirteen months. Okay. And um and he basically he wanted a divorce. And we mm-hmm. could talk to the lawyer or the stuff and then but the thing is he wanted me to file for the vote. But I I say if he wanted the vote, he the one have to file for it and then mm-hmm. so it's dragging on for thirteen months. And been mm-hmm. last three months he come around a how a lot, spend time with the kids, and then, mm-hmm. um, and I, I stopped like banking him, put um, to come back and stop do all that, just like you advise, and then yeah. he just, <clears throat> and now, he, come by a lot more often, like four times a week, five times a week,
3: mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm.
2: he just. Ask me, like, um, he wanna move back, uh-huh. move back home. I but see. the thing is, he say he wanna try it out, see how it go. Mm-hmm. But he not, he not committed right. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my question is, is should I allow him to move in? He said part of it, not, not the full time. He said maybe on the weekend, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if he can mm-hmm. be home
4: mm-hmm. and
2: help me with the kid on the weekend or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, I kind of like, I'm not sure if he's not committed. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if... He, I want him to come back because I don't want mm-hmm. the kid to confuse if he change his mind. <laughs> if the thing mm-hmm. not go, what he expecting? So,
1: right, I can certainly understand that. If I may ask, why did he move out? What was the motivation for him to want the marriage to end?
2: Um, he had emotionally affair. That what mm-hmm. he told me. He said not physically, but he been talking to this girl for. Two years. Mm -hmm.
1: So is he still involved with her as far as you know?
2: Um, He say he been stopped talking to her Mm -hmm. for since he moved out. He say it's been over a year now.
1: So what do you want to happen here? What do you really in your heart want to occur?
2: I want he to move back, but I want he to give me the... Secure,
1: get, like, mm-hmm. Right. So you're um, kind of looking for a, a guarantee, basically. Is that right? Yeah. That, you know, he's committed, yeah. he's going to make it. If I may give you a, a suggestion or two, now, obviously, whether you allow him to move back or not is your decision. And I can't tell you what to do, but let me give you something to think about as you make this decision, if I may. Understand that when couples have had these kinds of problems and start into even the the earliest aspect of potential reconciliation, very seldom, very seldom does the person who left come back with a full commitment. Now, sometimes it happens. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but but often it's kind of a trial thing. We, We tend to suggest you think about it like this, that right now you're making a decision. It's not just him. It's you. Now, do I really want to put this relationship back together? And if so, what do I want to occur when that happens? And so the first part, the first step, if you will, of being able to reconcile a relationship, particularly when one has moved out, but reconciliation period, is basically a a checking it out period, a dating period, if you will. And so it would be relatively rare at least in the experience of what we deal with, it'd be relatively rare for him to say, I've made a full commitment. I'm coming back. We're going to make it. So if he is asking, let me come back at least part of the time. So if we can see if we can potentially work this out, that actually makes sense. Now, if you were to allow that to occur, if you were to say, okay, you can come stay on the weekends, at least you're going in the right direction. Because now not only is, is he making a decision you're making a decision too. You're looking at this thing, how he's acting, what he's doing, how he's being. And and I understand your desire to protect the children. I get that, and I think that's extremely important so good for you. But in the general scheme of things, this sounds like the first phase or step of a potential reconciliation, one that could work out to your advantage. Now, if you don't want it to occur, then don't do it. But if you really want the reconciliation to occur – while you will risk being hurt again, that risk is real. While you will risk yeah. being hurt again, it might be that this risk is worth it, not only for him to decide as he starts coming back part-time, if you will, but again, I'm being redundant, for you to decide, Do well, I really want this to work. And, and I'll guarantee you there are thousands of people out there listening right now who would trade places with you in a heartbeat. I wish my spouse at least would come back part time for us to see if we can figure this out. But ultimately, it's your decision. My suggestion is, you probably have more to gain than to lose, but it's your decision.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay.
3: All right.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. And um,
3: mm-hmm. I,
2: I try to get him to go to the mm-hmm. the, the three day. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, the mm-hmm. workshop. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And yeah and he he say he concealed it, and I think it's a good sign, i guess good, yes good and, um, yeah, and thank you so much, and then your time you is really mm-hmm. work. I can tell the listening awesome. up there is really good. work because after I do that for six months, he changed mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. that, yeah, and good. Good and I you, cannot be. thank you so much. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. And
1: I hope you guys do come to the workshop. I would love to meet you, my friend. I would. Yes,
2: I will. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Doctor.
1: You're very welcome. You take care. And now we're going to move down to uh, Steve, who is in Michigan. And Steve, can you hear me okay?
3: Yes, I can. Hi, sir. Hi, how are you, Steve? Pretty good. How about yourself today?
1: Well, my standard phrase is rocking and bobbing. (laughs) How may I help you? That's a wonderful thing.
3: Well, first (laughs) of all, I'd like to say a huge thanks for the resources, for your videos, um, your programs that you offer. Uh, Basically, I'd like to just ask with the wife drop the big bombshell, you know, like it happens often. Um, I agreed for a separation. I moved out. Uh, we're going on six months and Mm -hmm. basically periodically I'll ask her, you know, how are things? Uh, she keeps Mm -hmm. saying, well, I still haven't really figured out my life yet. And I've come to the draw the line in the sand. I'm guessing I'm going to give it a Mm -hmm. full year. And I was just wanting to know, is there a normal time frame period of of a separation, I mean we talk quite a bit five, six times a week uh mm-hmm. go out on little dates, things like that. you know I still help out with it with the with the family things you know so uh-huh. but but I just seem to think you know if if she's so adamant about a divorce, why mm-hmm. hasn't she filed and she's just you know if you're that bent on doing it. You're already almost at six months. You haven't done it yet, so Mm -hmm. I gave you your time and your space. How long do you think is long enough? I'm going to give it a year. That will be this October. Do you think it should go past that?
1: Unfortunately, Steve, there is no definite time frame that we would recommend, like it's this long or whatever else. Now, if I may ask, why did she want you to move out? Why did she want to separate?
3: Basically, she just said I wanted a divorce, and I thought, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, if you want a divorce, why mm-hmm. why would but you, want, you, you know still why? live
1: here? So I thought... Mm-hmm. Do you know why she wanted a divorce? I mean, what was the reason?
3: Basically, she said there was like no emotional connection anymore, uh, you know, that mm-hmm. she didn't feel connected to me, or maybe I didn't, you know, relate to her enough when she would reach out. Mm -hmm. over a year and try to talk to me. And I had some issues I was dealing with and got over them. And um, basically I've noticed since this whole separation, we're communicating like how it used to be the first five, six years of us being together. That's good. Yeah. We just had a, you know, a little room, you know, I know all marriages, it takes two for things to either, you know, grow or, or, you know, grow apart. And I mm-hmm. believe that through time, we've made a lot of progress in reconnecting in our communication mm-hmm. skills. Because that's one of the that's biggest good. things I was always proud of, of us. That's good. So, yeah, it wasn't like I was asking for a magical time frame. But I'm just wondering, <laughs> um, do you yeah. think I'm on the right path about this? You know, I'm still giving it's, her her time amazing. and her space. Yeah. And I know she's made well, it a few guys. Thing,
1: like but it's... Uh... Sounds to me like it's going in the right direction. What I heard you say was not only are you talking four or five times a week, but you're, you actually use the word dates like you're going on many dates. Yes. Did I hear that correctly? Yes. So yes. It, looks yes. Like, it looks like things may be headed in a good direction. When you say, well, why hasn't she filed a divorce yet? Obviously, I can't answer that question for you because I don't know her and I wouldn't know how to answer that. But right. if, if we're going just by what you're telling me, it appears that you guys are actually making progress. You're actually moving forward. And so if you're going to ask well, about like a, a time frame, what we would typically recommend, now obviously it's your decision, but what we would typically recommend right. is this. As long as you're making progress, then why not continue to make the progress? If it takes six months, it takes a year, whatever. If you're actually making progress and that's what you're telling me, or at least that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing you say yes. that you are making progress.
3: Yes, right? yes, and I believe we are, and I believe she awesome. does too. I mean, uh, I
5: Good. know it's
3: a two-way street. A lot of times she'll mm-hmm. call me basically when she needs some things done. She's got a couple of adult children living there. You know, they kind of mm-hmm. don't pull their way. But you know what? I've always mm-hmm. told her, you know, you're my wife. This is my family. I will provide mm-hmm. the best way I know how with all mm-hmm. my means capable. But, mm-hmm. uh, again, you know, I just thought – by reaching out to you, folks, because I really, really enjoy the direction and the advice, and, and you know the, the message you good. have on all your videos. And, uh, that's what kind of directed me on, on trying to make the call about this.
1: Good. Well, if if I were in your shoes, I wouldn't be thinking about an end date. If I were in your shoes, I'd be saying, okay. "Let's just Let's keep continue fighting. to make this progress." That's yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it sounds good to me. It really does. Now, obviously,
3: I can't well, guarantee I appreciate you what's going to happen. Oh yeah, right. There's no crystal ball, and it does seem a lot of times it's like I'm the only one fighting for this marriage. But I get that that happens a lot Mm -hmm. in this type of situation, doesn't it? Okay, it does. So I'm not giving give up the fight till uh, I'm told directly from her. Okay,
1: sounds good to me, my friend. I think you're on the right path. Okay, thank you. I just
3: wanted to just you know get some things out to hear your opinion because I think you're pretty knowledgeable about what you're talking (laughs) about. So. Again, thank, thank you, you and God bless you and, and your message. Well, thank okay. You. okay, sir. And may,
1: God bless You're you welcome. as well, Steve. You take care up thank there you. in Michigan, my friend. Okay, now we're going to move over to Ashley in Arizona. Let's see. Uh, here we go. Let's see if I can get this started. Okay, Ashley, uh, how may I help you today? Hello. Hello,
5: Doctor Joe.
1: This Hi. This is he. How are you?
5: Oh my gosh. Um, I'm doing very well. Big fan, big fan. I'm going to make this short. So, um, I would just like to kind of talk more about, um, you know, the seeds of, um, positive influence. Um, I've been together, we've been together for the past uh, 12 years, Mm -hmm. um, married since 2016. And recently we've had some big, um, big things kind of come up that probably put a lot of strain on our marriage. And then, um, We have separated, not legally, but we do live uh, separated after we sold our house. Right. Um, and I've been, you know, I, I'll be the first to admit it. I quit working on my pies throughout the relationship for a very yeah. long time. So mm-hmm. um, I've started following, um, you know, Mark is a great, I, I talk to Mark a lot, one of your uh, mm-hmm. CRs. Yeah. So
6: my right. question
5: is, we're starting to hang out again. I don't. I don't call her. I don't do anything. She initiates things, and um, this weekend we hung out a lot, uh, mm-hmm. and I was very excited, very happy. And then, you know, Sunday after we've kind of like shopped and hung out, uh, she reiterates that you know this is for me. This is just I will never see us getting back together. She she mm-hmm. recognizes that I've changed in the past two weeks, mm-hmm. but for her, she's very um, stubborn and it's just that that's it and so I guess more positive seeds of influence and I don't know how to go about that you know it it that's what I'm kind of at where one person is saying you know it's not this is no I don't ever I won't see you like that again so mm-hmm. I, well
1: as you as you know Ashley the only person that you can change is you and when we talk about things like right. the past, physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual, while those are parts of what attract another person to us, we always recommend that you do those for yourself. Because if you're doing them right. just based on how the other person reacts, then then you'll quit. You'll stop if you don't see the reaction that you're anticipating. And, and so what we teach in our system is that you continue to follow what we call the love path as best you can, and that if anything okay. works, that works. But uh, you can't. You just can't control what another person feels, which means you also can't control what another person does. And if you try, it tends to work out against you because they they push further away yeah. faster. Okay. Are you still? Mm-hmm, are you still
4: there?
5: Yeah. And, and no. Okay. And I I know I love my pies are really really good. I I I honestly I feel better about myself, and it's just you mm-hmm. know I, I guess. I'm 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 kind of at the beginning of this and I know one of your biggest mm-hmm. things is not to separate, um, live apart and that's where I kind of feel like that's hindering us. Like we live apart now. So yeah. I, I don't get those little interactions or anything like that to kind of right. uh in the morning or different things like that.
1: Right. And that it, that's definitely We only recommend that people separate when one person is in jeopardy. You're right about that. But, again, that's something that you can't control. The only person you can work on, my friend, is you. That's it. Nobody else. And you know that. But you know that, right?
5: Yeah, I know that. I'm learning that. I also learned that I'm (laughs) very controlling. Um, But can you just touch on the the positive seeds of influence?
1: Well, I think that's the only Um, way you can positively influence another person is that you don't control, you don't manipulate, you don't beg, you don't mind, you don't plead that in whatever interactions you have with the other person, that you are this safe place indicating that, you know, you can okay. be safe in sharing your emotions with me, et cetera. I don't know any other way to be positive than to be positive when you do have interactions with right. the other person. And, and, uh, there's no magic here, unfortunately.
5: Right. Okay. Yep. Cuz yeah, after hearing that yesterday, I kind of took a step back cuz it was upsetting to hear, you know, her say that and yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: All right. You take okay, care. Okay, well Ashley. thank
5: you Dr. uh Beam. Thank you. Big okay. fan.
1: Thank you actually. Okay. Thank you. And uh you know, let's see. I think that Jesse brings me up to five or six fans. I'm not sure. She said she was a big fan. I've got five or six out there, I think. Something oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah. you got, got plenty
3: of fans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that was very kind. I, I appreciate any kind words you people say. We do what we do because we genuinely care about people. Now, we do what we can to help. There are certain areas of expertise we have, and we operate in those. There are certain areas of expertise we don't have. And sometimes people will call us and say, can you help me with this or that? And when it's something that we don't have the expertise in, then we try to refer you, if you were to call us, to other people who do have expertise in that. Uh, because we don't claim to know everything about every relationship and everybody. We know the field where we work. We know and understand what we do. And, and if you call us about a situation that doesn't fit within that a relationship that doesn't fit within that, then we very happily refer you to people that are really good at that particular thing, whatever it might be because we genuinely care. So let's move to Patrick in Minnesota. Patrick, is it still cold in Minnesota or has it gotten warm up there?
0: Well it's it's chilly, Doctor Joe, I'll tell you that. It's not spring spring yet. And certainly not mm-hmm. summer, so but uh yeah, this, I, morning, this morning in Nashville it was, like, oh, sir.
1: Yeah, it was like thirty nine degrees in Nashville this morning. Can you believe that? I mean it's cold
0: here. Oh, hey.
1: We consider <laughs>
0: that warm still. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that, I
1: understand. How can I help you today, Patrick?
0: Well, doctor, here's the situation. I'll try and keep this short because I could I could spend an hour and I know you don't have that. But uh, yeah. my wife and I have been uh, married for, uh, it'll be 33 years next month. And mm-hmm. uh, we've certainly had our share of ups and downs over the years. But uh, in mm-hmm. the last uh, a couple of months ago, uh, my wife uh, sat down with me and expressed that uh, she feels like we've both been unhappy for quite a while. Uh, we both deserve better. Uh, and Mm -hmm. kind of left it as an open-ended conversation. And we had a very good talk. And uh, both agreed Mm -hmm. things were not uh, what they should be or or certainly could be. And Mm -hmm. uh, it ended up uh, where we we really decided we were going to work on the marriage, and we looked into counseling and things like that. And about a Mm -hmm. week later, uh, it was a complete flip, and it's we need to get a divorce. And it started this 100-mile-an-hour race toward filing for divorce with her. Hmm. Uh, I, I let her know, I, I absolutely do not want a divorce. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, that I really, it's not something I want. Uh, and the conversation just kind of, kind of died there for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. but she started making these moves toward, toward divorcing and things, uh, became very cold. Um uh, mm-hmm. But I started. I, I dove headfirst into the materials you folks provide, which are absolutely outstanding, and Thank backed you. off Thank of you. the backed off of the desperation and kind of tried to settle down a little bit and look at the long game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we uh, we went through a ver- a period there where she has withdrawn over the last four years, and and she we've had one conversation since where she really expressed that she feels like the marriage has been basically over for four years and she was basically going along to get along. Um, Mm -hmm. She doesn't love me anymore. You know, the whole thing It's very kind of a typical. So where we're at, uh, I've just continued to, I have not talked about the relationship when we did have that last conversation. I did ask her if we could please just slow this process down because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, to unwind 33 years together is not an overnight thing. Um, and she agreed to that, but then she's made little pushes letting me know, no, this is still happening, it's happening. And we go through periods with her where she's, she's very cold and withdrawn, but then we have, we'll have have a day or a day or two where it's better than it was, than it's been in five years. Okay. And it's such, it's such mixed signals. And I guess I'm riding this up and down wave. And yeah. I'm I'm struggling so hard with is this her just being being more relaxed and uh, good to me because she knows she's got an end game and she's gonna get out, or is it she's maybe having some second thoughts? Maybe some of the things she said were a little extreme in her mind and she's backpedaling from it. Um, it seems like we'll have a good day. She, has, mm-hmm. she kind of has a circle of friends that I believe are very toxic to the marriage. Mm-hmm. And it seems like we'll have a good day, she'll talk with them, and then it's three bad days. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then she'll kind of come out the other side. And it, I'm just riding this wave, and I'm not sure, other than backing off the relationship talk, and just kind mm-hmm. of going along day to day, if that's the best way to go or what to do. I'm just, I'm really confused.
1: I get that. You uh, you appear to be, based on what you were saying, I was listening to you there. You tend to be this kind of person that tries to logically analyze everything. Am I correct about that?
0: You are spot on. <laughs> okay. Guilty as charged.
1: Okay. And when you do that, gosh, you wind up with like to plant, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. We can actually be more confusing in the long run. But But I appreciate the fact that you have that kind of mind, that you can think like that. Now, Patrick, we work on the principle, the basic principle, and there might be an exception to it. I've never seen one, but we there might be an exception to it, that people typically don't leave what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. So what do you think it is that she believes or thinks is better than being with you? Any idea?
0: Well, <laughs> we based on, on the past, we could go down a lot of different avenues. There was uh a uh, period 25 years ago where there was some infidelity on her part. Um, okay. I never you think felt happening like we now? truly, I, you know, I have I have people, of course, that I've confided in that will tell me absolutely it is. But I, I can't, I honestly cannot say that I think that is what's going on. I think okay. it's things that have compounded over the years since then. Mm-hmm.
1: So what I'm ah. hearing you say is that you think that in all likelihood this is what I'm, I'm feeding back what I'm hearing. You tell me if I'm hearing it right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, but that some people are planting ideas into her head that if she divorces you, she's going to be better off because of something. In other words, you'll be free or you can do this or whatever else people sometimes leave. Sometimes people leave because of the relationship they're in. They, they perceive it as being very toxic. Like if my husband is controlling or my wife is, is, too demanding, etc. Then we look outside and say, "Okay, what out here might be drawing somebody?" And if you're looking toward that, then it could be a person, obviously, but it also can be a lifestyle, like I want to go drinking and carousing, or it can be just an idea, a dream, like, "Wow, if this is not quite as fulfilling as I thought it was going to be, they start getting a fantasy of, but out here there's freedom, and maybe I'll find that prince charming, or those kinds of things." And so there's almost always some kind of a push. In other words, there's never a perfect relationship here, but we look to see if there's a big major push like being controlling or that kind of thing. And then out here we look to, okay, what's drawing. You're saying you don't have any evidence that there's anybody else. So maybe there's not anybody else. And, and if she's not out drinking and carousing, then it doesn't sound like there's a lifestyle, but it could be, there's a possibility that these people are feeding into her brain that if you get rid of him then prince charming's going to come along may them may not be using that phraseology you understand but if you're out mm-hmm. here now these people that she's talking to are they divorced
0: uh n- well some are yes uh there's two very close friends she's had since high school that she had lost connection mm-hmm. with and reconnected in the last 5 years um uh, mm-hmm. they're both having marital problems, complain about their husbands constantly. They're not making any moves toward divorcing, but it's almost like this is their divorce by proxy. Like they're getting to live through her and there's some push there. Uh, one other that thing actually I will may say, be very possible. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the other thing I will say uh in, in over the last certainly 4 years there's there's been a real loss of uh, emotional intimacy between us
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh mm-hmm. she she has withdrawn and and you know that leads to a loss of uh, certainly uh physical intimacy as well so that certainly went very dry also but there's mm-hmm. the one friend in particular that i believe she's literally shifted that emotional intimacy to and uh-huh. and and pulled that back from me. And that is, that's where I'm so, and I have kind of tried to gently point that out without being accusing about it. And she even admits it. But uh, I think, it's I think that intimacy is what she's missing. And yet it's like, she's almost afraid to uh, bring that back to us. And it's what I have been trying and trying and trying to reestablish with her. Uh, over the years, not just recently, and she was just so resistant, like she's having that taken care of elsewhere. I don't need you for this anymore.
1: That's very possible, that's very possible. again, you know you're one of these very logical guys you're dissecting and and pulling it apart in all kinds mm-hmm. of ways. And so, may I make a suggestion? and the suggestion is and and you may be actually doing this already anyway, rather than focusing on trying to save the marriage, focus on you. Are you
4: okay?
1: Okay. I I heard some noise. Are you okay? I thought maybe you fell or something. I heard (laughs) this terrible noise. I'm good. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. That rather than focus on trying to save the marriage, and I know this sounds counterintuitive, what you do is you focus on becoming the best you you can be. You see, the good news I've heard in this is her vacillation. That, you know, she moves this way, then she moves that way, then she moves this way and moves that way. When people are vacillating, it typically means they have not made a hard and firm decision. Therefore, the better you can be not pushing, you know, but just being there, understanding, listening, because that's really what intimacy is. If you say it slow, you have it into me, see people feel intimacy when they feel the other person really understands them. Therefore, the more that you listen, and and that can sometimes be difficult for an analytical person who wants to say, well, you're saying this, but you're also saying this, but if you can just Mm -hmm. listen, and try to understand the emotions and feed that back to her. What I hear is that kind of thing. Uh, you still got a shot at this based on what you're telling me. The fact that, that this vacillation is occurring means that there's a possibility that she is potentially developing some intimacy with you slowly but surely. Based on what you're saying, it sounds like her friends are not helping, but you can't do anything about that because if you attack them and she's leaning on them emotionally, then she's going to defend them, which turns her against you, and you don't want that. So my suggestion suggestion is try to listen as much as you can. And and when this vacillation occurs, don't panic when she vacillates moving away from you. But when she vacillates coming back towards you, be this warm, caring, loving individual as much as you can be, and it gives you a shot at this.
0: Okay. 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 And that was what I was thinking, but I just wanted, I guess I needed some confirmation from somebody who's been there, done that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, my friend. So I love your logic, but right now you're going to have to really relate to her emotions. Okay? Okay.
0: Okay. Outstanding. I really appreciate it, doctor.
1: All right. Thank you, Patrick. Okay. And now we're going to move over to Tennessee, and we're going to move to Ginger. Hi, Ginger. How may I help you today?
4: Hi, uh, I've just recently uh, found your podcast. Haven't been on the website, uh, but you mm-hmm. join the Facebook group. Um, I don't know. My situation is kind of different. I'm the person that is really wanting out of the marriage. Um, mm-hmm. We've okay. been married for um, almost three years. and. Oh, okay. I jumped straight out of relationship into this relationship. I wasn't over mm-hmm. my ex-husband. Um, and I don't feel like me and my current husband have ever had the intimacy that we've needed. We've never connected uh, mm-hmm. physically very much. Um, what, he treats me really good. He treats me like a queen. Um But I just do not have the kind of feelings that I should have for him in the marriage.
1: Mm -hmm. So what did you feel for Mm -hmm. him when you married him?
4: I was pushed. Um, He kept talking about marriage and talking about marriage. And Mm -hmm. I think I felt like, you know, he's so good to me, and I've never had anybody to really treat me good. So Mm -hmm. I I thought that I couldn't find anybody any better. And... Mm -hmm. Ooh, I married him just, I don't know why. I don't know. Looking back now, okay. I think it's you know, the biggest mistake I ever made.
1: Well, how long were you in the uh, previous marriage?
4: Seven years.
1: I, I'm sorry, I did not hear.
4: Uh, sorry, seven years.
1: Seven years, okay. And then how long were you out of that marriage before you got into this marriage?
4: Um, basically, uh, about a year, but we had still been keeping in contact. And then mm-hmm. I met my current husband. So we were divorced two years, but mm-hmm. we had been in contact probably two months before I met my current husband.
1: Okay. And Ginger, now, if, if I ask any question you don't want to answer, or if you think I'm prying, you just say, no. back <laughs> off, boy. Okay.
4: Yeah, Ginger, me.
1: how do you feel about you? Do you feel that you're lovable? that you're worth somebody paying attention to you and being very kind to you?
4: Um, yes. I mean, I think in the past I haven't felt that way. Um, it seems like I was always attracted to people that, you know, that were mean to me or that, were. but I mean, now I don't really think I have that problem. I mean, I feel, you know, worthy to be loved. Good.
1: Do you know why you were attracted to people that were mean to you?
4: No, not really. <laughs> um, okay. I, I don't know. This is a bad okay, mentality. And, I well, and,
1: and, and that can be attractive to some people. But here's a guy that you say treats you like a queen, doing all those kinds of things. Uh, the, the previous marriage, the seven-year one, how did he treat you?
4: Uh, good at first, but then I found out that he was talking to other women behind my back. Um, texting mm-hmm. them. Um, so he miscredited you. Yeah, yeah. And it was mm-hmm. a lot of verbal abuse, never any physical abuse, but just verbal abuse. We argued a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, kids, I had two. So um, mm-hmm. we really didn't, you know, understand the contact concept of children and how they act and, you know, everything is supposed to be perfect. <laughs>
1: Okay, so what I'm hearing you say, if, if, and I'm, if I'm wrong, you correct me, okay? But here's what I'm hearing, that your previous relationships, including this last marriage, tended to be with people who did not treat you very well, that you're now married to a man, and, and I think you said three years, married to a man, and you don't feel this strong attraction to him, uh, but, but that he is extremely kind to you, treats you extremely well. Does he treat your children well as well? Yes. Okay. And uh, if, if there were a way, Ginger, where you could feel the intimacy with this guy, would you be happy? I think so. Okay. All right. Now, I can't guarantee you that I can help you get there, but the situation that you're describing, uh, if I may ask, and, and uh, this is highly offensive to ask women, but how old are you, my friend? I am 49. You're forty-nine. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sorry? I didn't yes, hear I'm I'm 49. Sorry. Okay, forty-nine. Yeah, I'm so 49. from my from my viewpoint, you're still a really young one, okay? <laughs> from my <laughs> age point, I'll look back and go, you're just a child. But at 49 <laughs> years old, you've got a man that's treating you well, that's loving you, but that you're not reciprocating for some reason. Am I right? Right. Okay. What I'm going to ask you to do after this program is over, I want you to call the office. Now, you won't talk to me directly because they have me doing other things. Um, when you call, ask for Johnny. Okay? We'll give our number toward the- well. As a matter of fact, the number's on the screen now, and I'll also give it to the end of the program. If you'll call the office and ask for Johnny, now give us about an hour after the program, I'm going to give Johnny some suggestions as to how we might be able to help you with this. Would you be willing to call him about an hour after the program? Yes. Okay, all right, well, that number, and and again, um, we'll give it again in the program, it and and I'll give that again if you didn't have a chance to write it down, but I'm going to tell him, Ginger, that you're going to call, and I've got some specific, specific things that I'm going to talk to him about, and when you call, uh, Johnny works directly with me, okay, and when you call, um, I've got some suggestions for you, okay,
4: Okay, do you think that the suggestions will help with the intimacy, the physical intimacy part of it? Because that's where the major problems.
1: (laughs) Okay, so it's more the physical. Yes,
4: I don't want to be intimate with him that way. Okay. I don't need any interaction.
1: All right. Yeah, well, I'm going to talk to Johnny about that. And if you'll call him about Central Time, about, 2 o'clock Central Time. I will have talked to him by then, okay?
4: Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All
1: right. Okay, Ginger, you take care of yourself. Okay. You. Uh, and, and for those of you who are dealing with situations where there's some physical problems, physical I mean, I'm talking about sex, <laughs> sexual intimacy, that kind of thing, we do have a product that that I believe is very good for helping with that. And, uh, if you want to call our office and ask one of our client representatives, if you already have a client representative, be sure they ask for the one that you're already working with. But if you call our office and ask for a client representative and say, Hey, Dr. Bean was talking about something to help us with sexual intimacy. Uh, they can line you up with that product. It's relatively inexpensive. And, and, uh, it's, it's seven and a half hours of my teaching about sex. Now, Take that back. I'm not teaching the entire seven and a half hours. It's it's in 12 chapters. So don't think you can sit down and watch seven and a half hours in a row you want. It's 12 chapters. And in each chapter, which is 30 to 40 minutes long, I teach about specific things about sex. But there's other things inserted in there. For example, we have actor couples that I hired and that we uh, gave specific things to to have them discuss sexual situations. And those conversations that those actors have are based on real life people that I've worked with. I just didn't want to put the real life people on the screen talking about their sex life. And so these actors will talk some things out and therefore things become alive like, oh, I see that. Plus, I have many things built into that where you can actually stop the, the the DVD or at least actually online. You stop the video from online and then you work through certain exercises, exercises about your own sexuality, uh, exercises about sexual compatibility between the two of you and many other things like that. And it starts from the basic and goes all the way over into a very deep, things, basically, about sexuality and how you can be fulfilled. And if that's one of the problems in your marriage, please call our number, and we'll give it again at the end of the program, and ask for, if, again, you have your own client representative here, be sure to ask for him or her. If not, you can ask just to speak to a client representative and say, I want to know more about what Dr. Bean was talking about, about how to help us with our sexual intimacy. Now, forgive me for the commercial, <laughs> but I just want you to know that we have that available out there. And we're going to move to Ricky. Again, we're back to Arizona. Hi, Ricky. How may I help you today?
7: Hey, how's it going, Dr. Uh, Joe? Sorry, I was a little <laughs> preoccupied. Um,
3: <laughs> so, you, All
7: right. So my question is, um, I feel like I'm trying to, you know, show my spouse that What's the question I'm looking for? Try to show her that I am, um, that I love her unconditionally. But it seems like I'm mm-hmm. almost doing it too much. Like she's getting overwhelmed. And I what are mm-hmm. some suggestions that you might have, where where I can actually uh, show her that unconditional love without her actually being too pushy?
1: If I may ask, what kind of things are you doing that she feels are pushy?
7: Well, um, you know, when uh, she's been staying away from home, we've been separated but lived together. Um, so she's mm-hmm. been staying away, and then whenever she's going to sleep or whenever I'm going to sleep, I'll say goodnight, and uh, I'll just send her a wink, like a smiley face, and um, she'll just say, like, she she knows it hurts me when she calls me by by name instead of addresses me Addresses to me, addresses me by like babe or love, but she says mm-hmm. good night, good night Ricardo or good night Ricky, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And I feel like that's kind of just pushing her away. And, and like mm-hmm. lately, I've been texting her like, how you doing? How's it going? Or how's your day going? How are the kids? And she'll just simply replies, good, fine, and um, I'll talk to you later. Those kind of things. So Mm -hmm. last week we had a really good week, but this this week has been kind of just a flip, and I don't know what to do. I feel like that's kind of the problem.
1: Yeah. Well, it's pretty obvious to me that you love this woman, right? Definitely. Okay, and I get that. And so sorry for your pain, my friend. Are you familiar enough with our material to know what we mean when we talk about smart contact?
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
7: Yes, sir.
1: Okay. And remember, the smart contact is if I know that something I'm doing is evoking a negative emotion within the other person, then I stop doing that. And and then, the you know, right. whatever communication we're going to have. And, and just listening to you, it sounds like you have a pretty good idea about the things that you do that's going to evoke kind of a negative response from her. If she's saying back to you something that you know is communicating to you a negative, like calling you by your name. And in, in that, of course, you, know, yeah, yeah. you must be at a very busy place there, my friend.
7: Yeah, I'm sorry. it's Background noise. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay.
1: It's okay. It, my suggestion to you is this. Start making notes. And if not writing on paper, at least mentally, start making notes about, okay, when I do this, she reacts either coldly or negatively. When I do that, she reacts negatively or coldly. And And those are the kind of things I would recommend that you stop doing. Because if you continue to do them, it appears you're just going to get that much more cold or negative response. Now, you live in the same house. You said last week was a good week. What made last week a good week?
7: Well, uh, we kind of had an agreement where, you know, we both had sexual urges. And she said that um, she kind of almost – we were living in separate rooms. And she kind of wanted to come into my room. She texted me that she wanted to go into my room, that she was tempted. Because she had the urge, and mm-hmm. I told her she should have, which I'm open to. And the next day mm-hmm. she did, and it was mm-hmm. it was amazing. And then the next day after that we did again, but it's right. all at the end of the night, you know. And mm-hmm. but uh, that's that's why I think it went really well. But then almost like the the what's it called um the switch flipped, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. she's just like maybe we've made a mistake kind of thing.
1: That would not be unusual at all. The good news, the good news, my friend, is this, the fact that she got into bed with you, and particularly since she got into bed with you twice. Understand that for for women, for women to become aroused physiologically, they first have to become aroused psychologically. What I mean is Mm -hmm. that, no matter how strong their sex drive is, unless it's a woman that's just having sex with everybody, which is not your situation at all. But in a situation like yours, when a woman becomes aroused and wants to be in your bed with you when she's aroused, it means at least for that period of time, she has opened herself up to you emotionally and psychologically. In other words, it's not just two bodies melding. It's it's two two people becoming one, if you'll let me say that. And, and having done that, when she's like, mm, I'm, not, I'm not wanting to stay in this, I want to do something different, but I did that while well, it was good enough, then I wanted to do it again the next day, it would be very common that a woman who did that would do exactly what she does, or what she did, I should say, which is the day after mm-hmm. the switch flips and is like, mm, no, I, maybe I shouldn't have done that. When that mm-hmm. kind of thing happens, my recommendation would be don't freak out when that uh, switch flips. Just go, okay. Uh, she wanted to come into my bed. I didn't, I didn't beg her in. I didn't drag her in. She came in because she wanted to. And she came twice. The fact that she now wants to pull away a little bit, then you become very understanding. Like, you know, I can understand. I enjoyed being able to make love with you, but I understand how you're feeling right now. Boom, leave it alone. I wouldn't even add. And if you get the feeling that way again, my bedroom's always open, which would be the temptation (laughs) you'd want to do because you love her. Okay. But just to back off so there's no pressure. And just say, I and understand you how you, you feel. You wouldn't
0: add that? You Personally, would not add I wouldn't.
1: That? Personally, I would okay. not. And the reason being so she doesn't feel that I'm pushing. It would, uh, I would be comfortable in saying, uh, thank you for coming. It was very good. Something like that. That's <laughs> fine. Which lets her know that if she wants to come back, she can. But you're not phrasing it in such a way to where she feels that you're pushing her to come back. Now, the fact that she got under your bed is a very good sign. The fact that she got under your bed twice in a row is an extremely good sign. It does not necessarily mean all your problems are solved, but it, that right. she has to have at least a certain degree of emotional connection with you for that to happen. And so the fact that she yeah. nailed back solved, perfectly natural. I suggest don't panic. Don't worry about that. Don't let it scare you. That's typically what a person would do in that particular situation. Now, are, are there any conversations that you guys have that she initiates about anything?
7: Well, this morning she texted me just hi, you know, and then I didn't respond to her. A few minutes later, she texts me hi again, but that's it. That's she's just very plain, very to the point, okay. just hi. And
1: if I may ask, that, why did you not respond?
7: I was busy at work. I saw her text, but I didn't know what to say. I wanted to say hey, but has I guess I put too much thought into it, but then after the second high, I replied, hey, because, you know, it, it takes a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just don't overthink it, my friend. And whenever she initiates a conversation, whenever she initiates a conversation, I would recommend that you respond as quickly as you can. I've heard people say, well, I'm just going to wait a while so she'll let she'll know I'm not easy. No, no. <laughs> my suggestion is when she contacts you, that's anything that has positive, even a high. Respond back, hi, I hope you're doing well. Okay, just a little bit to okay. the hi, hope you're doing well, but not much. You don't send a paragraph. You send a very short sentence. I hope you're doing well today. Because she initiated the contact. And that's a good thing. And so react positively and warmly, but not overwhelmingly to any initiation okay. that she starts. Now, I can't predict what's going to happen in your marriage, my friend. But I'm telling you what, these sound like good signs to me. Ricky, they really do. Uh I, I don't want to give you false hope. I mean it doesn't mean everything's right. gonna be hunky dory tomorrow. But but these are good signs. And if if my recommendation is take them as good signs. Don't overread them, don't overthink them. Just take advantage of whatever comes. Um but those are good things, my friend. Good things.
7: Great. Um I just wanted to add one more thing. You know, when after that second night, the next day she texts me. Um, that she couldn't imagine, even though she hasn't made up her mind yet, she couldn't imagine anyone else doing those things to her. And um, I replied in the same way. She she said, I, I told her I know it's up in the air, but I couldn't imagine doing that with anyone else. And she and it's okay. almost like she felt like I forced it because she texted me. It sounded kind of forced. And I told her, well, it wasn't really forced, but I, I feel like I'm trying to show her uncon- that I. Love her unconditionally, but I'm trying too hard
1: <laughs> okay it, it sounded to me like what you wrote back was fine. the fact that she reacted in some kind of a semi negative way about that, I wouldn't panic over that and if she does it again, well it sounded forced, just just text back a very simple message. Sorry, it sounded forced, but it was from my heart. Boom, no other explanation oh, okay. relatively short. you follow, and then uh, yeah. But it sounds to me like things are going in the right direction, my friend. I hope it works out for you. I truly, truly do. If we can help, if we can help, please call us. We'll help you in any way we possibly can.
7: Definitely. I think there's a lot more to my relationship with her than there is just over the phone that I'm telling you because she has an ex-husband who's always around, and yeah. he's got kids with her. So I feel like yeah. he's actually caught on to your show. He's uh, he's kind of – um. Implementing those things and it's kind of just messing up our relationship. <laughs> yeah. But oh, that's for another day. I guess I can call back another day. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: All right. Or if you wish, you might want to call our office and set up some coaching with one of our coaches, uh, because they can spend a lot more time, ask a lot more questions, learn a lot more. If you would like to do that, it's just that we'll give it to the, the program. If you don't want to, I'm not trying to sell you coaching, but I'm saying we have the coaches will do a, a lot longer session with you. Okay. All right. All right, Ricky, that you take care, perfect. my friend.
7: Okay. Thanks for your time, Dr.
1: Okay. And then we're moving over to Jennifer in Pennsylvania. Okay. Hi, Jennifer. Can you hear me?
8: Hi. How are you?
1: I am rocking and bopping. How are you, Jennifer?
8: Pretty good. So Yeah, no, you don't my sound like that. Is... You sound
1: like something's bothering you, Jennifer. <laughs> how, how can we help you?
8: Yeah, well, I think it, uh, that's all right. Um, so, my husband and I have been separated for a little over a year. Um, the mm-hmm. affair has been going on for 20 months, mm-hmm. and we're, we're, we've are we always been really close. We have a daughter who has medical needs, so we're always around each other um, at least three days a week, and we do things as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, last okay. week, he broke down to me and was crying and was saying how he regrets this affair and everything, and it's just too much but then I find out that they're going away on vacation for 10 days next week. Mm -hmm. So I feel like every step is that I feel that's getting closer. We get thrown back so far back and it's like, well, why am I continuing to keep trying for this? If he's going deeper and deeper with this other woman. Mm
1: -hmm. Is that your question?
8: Yeah. I mean, I just don't like it, it. it's so back and forth and it's like exhausting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, my friend, and I know that's painful and I'm so, so sorry that that's happening, but unfortunately you're describing the way it almost always goes. You know, the fact that he broke down to you and told you he regretted the fact that he was in it, et cetera, means that he's not totally committed to the relationship. Now, that vacation may have been planned for a while. You follow? I know, it, I know it hurts, and it's not like, oh, why in the world are you doing this, etc. <clears throat> when a person is in the thing we call limerence, and you're connected to this other person, and, and it would make sense to us, a person in your situation, you would think, well, why can't, if he knows that's bad for him, if he regrets that happened, why can't he just walk away from it and do the right thing? And, and if I were in your shoes, that's what I'd be thinking. Because we deal with this. I guess on a daily basis would be accurate because we deal with this kind of thing all the time. Then typically it's not like all of a sudden the logic just takes over and it's like, it overwhelms all that emotion. This is the right thing. Let me go do the right thing. It typically is a three steps forward, two steps back kind of thing. Now, how long did you say like 20, 22 months or something? Is that what you said that he's been involved with her? It's
8: been 20 months. 20 and months. she okay. moved into our family home with him.
1: Oh, that's what, where are you?
8: Um, I'm in a rental house with my daughter.
1: Okay, were you forced out of your home?
8: Um, in a way, yes, because they were coming back um, early in the morning, drunk, and I just didn't want my daughter to be around any of that, so I just decided to take me and her out of the situation in a way. But mm-hmm. I regret moving well, out.
3: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, I'm not here to beat you up about what happened in the past. Okay. I'm certainly not.
3: The fact is that
1: you're out. The fact that she's living there does make it more complicated. I'm not going to, I will not try to lie to you about that. It definitely makes it more complicated. But the fact that he's having at least some episodes of regret. Vacillation, like how in the world did I do that, and particularly that he didn't tell it to his best friend, where he may have, but in this particular case, he told it to you, which is extremely significant now, at any point you wish, you can pull the plug on this. I mean, you can get an attorney, you can divorce him, it's over, it's done I've, but well,
8: I've
0: tried. Go ahead.
3: And, I've and tried doing
8: that and then I've always get pulled back because then he'll let down another brick for me or like lord we're having a really good week or something like that. So I exactly. feel like every time I start pulling away, he notices and then all of a sudden he comes back even stronger.
1: That is a possibility. That does work. We we never recommend that a person threaten divorce thinking if I threaten divorce then the other person's going to do blank because they may not. Okay, so we always say don't try to use it as a tool, but it is true that sometimes when the other person realizes, you know, you're going to do something permanent here, sometimes it does have that effect. Now, most of the time it does not, but it may, it may be having that effect with him. I'm not suggesting or recommending. He doesn't want the divorce. Good. I'm glad. (laughs) So right now, it appears, have you ever listened to any of our videos, podcasts, or anything about what we call the valley? The valley.
8: Okay, so you understand what the
1: valley is, right?
8: And it's like, how long do I wait for that type thing? And you say, the longer, the better.
1: Well, I say, as long as there's progress being made. If there's no progress Mm -hmm. being made, then why do it? But if there's progress being made, and if you can stand it, because it's painful, but if you can stand it and progress is being made, then we say, if you can do that, then it probably will work to your advantage. Because here's what I'm hearing. You think this is still a good man who's doing a bad thing instead of a bad man doing a bad thing. Is that how you view him?
8: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. And so you believe he's worth rescuing?
8: I mean, the the, the other thing is that it wouldn't be the first time. He's, he had an affair like six years ago, and he came back, mm-hmm. and we worked on it, and then things happened, and now it's back to where it is. So, yes, I feel like he's worth risking for, but then it's like, am I just making myself look like a fool because he knows I'm always there for him.
1: I think that's a very reasonable question. When people think they can do anything and get away with it. I actually had a guy tell me one time, my plan B is to go back to my wife. If things fall apart with my lover. And I said, what a terrible plan. What a terrible plan. And yeah. And you never want to be plan B. I I concur. That's not going to work well. Have you ever listened to or paid attention to our, uh, it's a, an audio blog that I did some time back called the definitive guide to boundaries. Have you run across that one?
8: No, I haven't listened to that one.
1: Okay. It's on blog. Well, let's see. Where is it? I guess it's on Spreaker. S P-R-E-A-K-E-R On the Marriage Radio. Uh, most of our things are also on iTunes and also on uh, Google Play. If you can find one, it'll be a couple of years old, called The Definitive Guide to Boundaries. It's an hour and 15 minutes long. I recommend that you go okay. listen to that, pay attention to that. And it explains the difference between a boundary and a criteria. Now, since that time, we started using different words than that. We've used, we use a different word for boundaries, and we use a different word for criteria. But if you go back, you can find that. And and sometimes what you have to do is say, okay, and, and again, this is your decision, not mine, not anybody else's, but if you say, okay, I, I would choose not to live like this any longer, therefore, here is the boundary, we now call it the stop, here's the stop. And if you do that, this is the consequence. Here's a criteria, which means it's something I need for you to do. And if you do that, here's the good thing that comes. If you don't do that, here's the negative consequence. Now, I'm not telling you it's time to do that. But what I am suggesting is if you go find that, okay, the Definitive Guide to Boundaries, if you can't find it, call our office and we'll help you find it. But if you can find that and listen to it, at least now you're equipping yourself with information that at whatever point, if ever, you decide, okay, I'm not going to let it keep going like it's going right now. I'm going to do something. Then that particular podcast will give you the ideas of how to do it. Because you can't live like this forever, right? Right. Right. Now, if you can handle it a little bit longer and you're making progress, my suggestion is you do so. But if it's starting to do damage to you or to your child, then it may be time that you decide okay, I'm going to set a boundary or a criteria. There's something I've got to do here to stop this. Particularly in the sense that it's happened before. And so if it is stopped, if he does come back to you, we would strongly recommend you do some things to figure out why is that weakness or vulnerability inside him? And how do you make sure it doesn't happen again? Because you don't want to be hurt again, right? No, no. (laughs) If I may ask, how old is your child?
8: Um, she's eight. She's eight. And luckily I've been able to keep everything away from her. She's never met the other woman, nothing. Um, so Uh, anytime he wants to see our child, he comes here and we hang out together. So that's the only good thing.
1: (laughs) Well, but that is a good thing. I'm happy for you there. Okay. So, so check that out. Okay. The definitive guide to boundaries, find that one out. And if you want to call us back and ask more questions after you do that. Please do, but I recommend you do that first, okay?
8: All right, thank you so much.
1: Okay, Jennifer, you take care. Uh,
4: You too.
1: My heart breaks for Miss Jennifer there because that's got to be a painful situation. She loves this guy. She loves this guy. Okay, we're going to go to Canada now. We've been all across America, but now we're going to Canada to talk to Brenda. Hi, Brenda, are you still there?
6: Yes, I am. Hi, Dr. Bean. Um, I'm a what big part fan as Canada well. Are you in?
1: Well, thank you so much. <laughs> now Alberta. we have seven fans. Alberta, yeah, there you great. Go. <laughs> What a great place. Alberta. So, Jesse, mark that down. Yeah. We have seven fans now. Okay. All right, All right Brenda. <laughs> how may we help you?
6: <laughs> well, I have a question. It's about limerence, but it's not regarding okay. a spouse being a limerence. It's regarding a family member. Um, I've heard lots about spouses standing for marriages uh, if a husband or a wife is having a limerent affair, but I'm wondering mm-hmm. if the same principles apply for other family members if their loved one has abandoned all their family ties to be with their L.O. So the situation is that our our adult daughter, who's single and 23, is in Mm -hmm. a limerent relationship with a man who's also in limerence and left his wife to be with her. He's 32. Okay. She's a student, and she's living in a different province. We've been Mm -hmm. loving, kind, gentle, strong. We're not pushing or manipulating, but we have been Mm -hmm. really firm in, in relaying to her that this relationship isn't right. So mm-hmm. we've left a bridge open for her to come home and, and hoped for it and asked for her to do so, and she knows that we love her and we're always here for her, uh, but she's That's not come home in almost two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's determined. Uh, she's it's, This this situation has just changed her, like, absolutely, yeah. completely opposite of what she was. Like, it, we, you don't even know this is the same person. Uh, yeah. She's not come home in almost two years. She's minimal contact with us, um, She's not made the relationship public at all. We've only shared it with a few people close to us. She says that she loves us and misses us, but that she can't come home because such a big part of her life isn't being accepted. So lately, you know, we've told a couple of our closer friends that they've advised us that we should accept her LO into our lives in order to keep our relationship with our daughter. And we're just kind of wondering, are we doing the right thing, uh, you know, standing for this um, are the same principles apply? We're wondering, should we tell her about limerence? Um, those are the kinds of questions we have.
1: Hmm. A lot of questions there, Brenda. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> apparently, you're you're pretty educated on the limerence thing. So,
6: you know, I've and you
1: stand, really and read you stand a lot. On, yeah, you sound very intelligent, and so I'm, I'm sure that you have done a lot of examination. There's a lot yeah. of different things going on here. Okay, a person in a limit yeah. relationship, as we already talked about, or as we often talk about, I should say, a person in a limit relationship often does become another person when yeah. they violate their own beliefs and values to get into the limit relationship. By changing okay. beliefs and values, a person actually changes identity. Because our beliefs and our values are part of our identity. And that's why it's not unusual for us to hear it's like she's become a different person or he's become a different person. Well, they really have in the sense of when you change beliefs and values, you change part of your identity. And so that's, that's right. pretty common for us to hear. Now, the other guy, she, you said he left his wife to be with your daughter. Has he divorced his wife?
6: I, I don't believe so. They had been together for a number of years, but only had been married for about a year when they met. Um, she was home for summer vacation working together. He left his wife and went to the same province to be, yeah, there.
1: Okay, I understand. So all I can do is give you an opinion here. Mm-hmm. And, and as you know, because we tell this to everybody, ultimately it's your decision as to what to do. Absolutely. I often am in contact with people, people call and ask questions, That maybe on this program, maybe any place else, people who call and ask questions about relationships that based on my beliefs and values, I would not see as being the relationships they should be in. Okay, right. like um, if if a person calls and, and we get this, I'm the person who's in limerence, I'm, I'm, I'm with a married man or with a married woman, usually it's a woman, I'm with a married man, and can you help me understand and think some things through? And rather than yeah. saying I'm not talking to you because you don't or you're not living by my personal beliefs and values, mm-hmm. I, I do the best I can to be kind to be understanding, accepting in the sense of I'm accepting this person as a human being and accepting what this person yeah. feels, but I don't always accept what people do in a whole lot right. of different
3: ways
1: <laughs> okay and and exactly. so my, my my way of thinking and it's it's just Beam's opinion, so feel free to reject, is be kind to everybody. Treat everybody with respect. And if they bring up a situation that doesn't fit within my beliefs and value system, I I don't endorse the situation, but I can still answer their questions to help them as a human being. Okay? That kind of thing, because I care. I care. If my daughter, and this is just Joe, so feel free to reject. If my daughter was in a situation like that and Mm -hmm. I had made it clear to her, I believe that what you're doing is wrong. In other words, I'm I'm not I'm not pretending to like what she's doing. And she says, Okay, uh, can you accept me anyway? My response would be, yes, I'll accept you. Absolutely. I love you. Yeah. Even though you know I don't I don't accept what you're doing, I do accept and love you. Well, can I come home? Yes. Well, you treat me differently. Absolutely. I'm gonna treat you with all the love I can. Well, what if I bring hay yeah. with me? Actually, okay but don't expect to sleep with him in a bedroom in my house (laughs) because now you're violating my own belief and value system. But if you bring him here and we have dinner together, will I treat him with respect and dignity? Absolutely I will. And I'm not compromising my belief system, my values because I've already made my beliefs and values very clear. And so treating the other person with respect, kindness, I think accepting who they are, even when you're not totally accepting what they do. Well, I'm a religious person, and I think that's what, uh, in my religion, which is Christianity, that's what Jesus did. The people that hung out with Jesus were the people that society rejected because of what they were doing, and yet he treated them with great respect. And so if that were my daughter, I would say, you know how I feel. I haven't changed on that, but I want to make sure that you know I love you. And I'll treat you with respect, and I'll treat him with respect if he comes around. But, as I just said, you're not going to sleep together in my house. Because that then is a violation of my own beliefs and days. Am I missing altogether yeah. your question, or am I answering it? No,
6: no, that's 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 part of it. The the what should, you know is that something we should do. Uh, should we tell her about limerence?
1: You can try, but typically people who are in limerence don't believe it.
6: <laughs> yeah I in know.
1: other words i know if you i would say, have to say that we i think
6: she's probably in her thirds in the third stage like she really really stood away from us and, and lately she's been initiating some contact but then she completely goes off off the radar again and come back we've um we have been totally accepting of her and loving and kind and all of that um good good you good. know she's yeah I, I don't think he's divorced. I don't think she, he will become divorced, um, but I, I I'm not sure of that either. I'm just hoping yeah. limerence will die before anything happens.
1: <laughs> well, I'm with you. <laughs> I hope it does okay. as well.
6: It's yeah. Okay,
1: if you decide to share with her some information about limerence, if you decide to do that, yes. and maybe, maybe, maybe that's a smart thing, maybe it's not. I don't know. It's obviously
6: right. I don't know either. kind
1: of a flip the coin. But if you do, yeah understand that one of the consequences might be that she pulls away again for a while because she's saying, oh, you don't think I'm really in love. Okay. And because you don't think I'm really in love, you pull away for a while. So if you're aware of that potential risk and you really think Mm -hmm. she might be in phase three, it may be worthwhile. It may be worth a shot, but you can preface it like this. I've run across this. It makes some sense to me. Uh, I don't know if it applies to you or not. Would you listen to it and tell me what you think? And maybe then she doesn't pull away from you.
6: Right. Yeah. Did that make sense? Yeah, that I, I that abso- that absolutely does. I just didn't know if that would be worse to tell her or you know. But I, I'm I'm thinking that you know it, it's been about 21 months now. So I, you know, and with her sort of coming back, but then heading off again now with with uh, her studies being over in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. I just I just uh, I, I just wonder if maybe you know. It's been 21 months, and she has been a little bit closer back and forth. Um, so I'm wondering mm-hmm. if maybe we're, we're just hoping that, like Limerence, when Limerence ends, that that she mm-hmm. will leave that relationship. I guess that's I'm, what I'm,
1: I'm hoping about. the same with you. I'm hoping the same with mm-hmm. you, my friend. And mm-hmm. so if I were going to do it, if I were you and you going to do it, I'd do it like that. Uh, you know, I saw this. Yeah. It made me wonder if maybe you're experiencing this. Rather than, this is yeah. you, you better watch this, <laughs> you know. Yeah, a different absolutely, experience.
6: yeah. Okay. Yeah, just gently and carefully. Good. Yes. Good. Thank you so <laughs> much right. for all the wonderful information no, you have. Thank and you, I Brenda. I very much. Yeah. You take care of yourself, Bye-bye. Brenda. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Jesse, I like that lady for some reason. Something about her I just really, really like. Of course, I like most of our callers, no matter who they are and what they talk about. But uh, this is a woman, when it comes to dealing with daughters, my wife and I had three daughters, and somehow that touches a special part of my heart. Well, where over time... And so I recommend that if you want to know more about what we do, call our office at 866-903-0990. That's 866-903-0990. And please visit us on YouTube. We have a ton of videos there. Just go to YouTube.com slash Marriage Helper, and you can find videos we've done on a ton of different topics. Until next Monday, beginning 1230 Central Time, this is Dr. Bean wishing you a wonderful week.